Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know, the Lightning coming back from a 3-1 deficit, which looks like they were just going to get smoked in that game, down 3-1 to at the end of the first period. But you get those two goals in the second, and quite frankly, settling in for a longer series. Isn't that what we anticipated? And also talking about the total in this game, Kevin, which was set at 6. Isn't it nice to have that back pocket winner in the second period at 3-3, three to three, knowing that somebody does have to score another goal so you can cash that ticket in? But just the overall coming back here of the Lightning, where it looked like it was going to be over early maybe Vasilevsky would get pulled sometime in the second period saying all right you know no longer to get we're not going to get embarrassed in this game let's just come back and stay stronger in game two but it's about what we expected right the Avalanche being the better team they picked up the win in game one but if you're a lightning fan if you're lightning backer you're looking at the game saying man we were dead to rights in that game came back with a legitimate chance to head to overtime and win it well it doesn't help and oh, let me get something else off my chest here right I've been a hockey guy for a long time, as everybody knows. Now, my Philadelphia Flyers do stink, and I don't watch much playoff hockey now in the city of brotherly love. But the fact of the matter is I was actually up a little bit later than I usually am as I need to be up in the morning to get ready for this pristine show that we do have. But why do we need the full intermission between overtimes? Why? Can you answer me that? Like, what are we doing here? It, it is odd. I, I listen. I, I mean, obviously, it crossed my mind last night as well. But I, I mean, I just entertain myself. Whatever you know, if you just scroll Twitter, whatever it might be, watch a couple of YouTube videos. It's it's back then, kind of uh, before you know it, if you will. It is a little odd, though, to be fair. And and by like, I went to one of the, you. I don't know if you ever you ever you know one of the, like the watch parties for you know like a big hockey game. I went when the Rangers were in the Stanley Cup. This was obviously years back when they were playing the Kings. And one of those games went to three overtimes. Yeah. Now, you got a full intermission in between each one of those. Yeah. You're there for the opening period. It's a long day. <laughs> it's a long Yeah. yeah. You're out there. Listen, man, don't even end the period. You just keep skating until somebody finds the back of the net. Like, we don't do, like, they don't do that in, like, the regular season. When you go to overtime, you take, like, a 20-minute full break. I just, I, and you go, oh, darn it, they got to clean the ice here. Come on, man. We can't invest in, like, three or four Zambonis, get this thing cleaned up in two or three minutes, fresh sheet of ice for the boys to go out there. I mean, there's ways to get around this, but I've never understood, especially yeah. because you're talking about, yeah, you usually can hide it. Like, okay, it's on your local network for, like, a Rangers game or a Flyers game during the regular season. But we're talking about on ABC National last night. ABC's like, hey, man, we got news coming on. Let's hurry it up. Like, no, 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 we're going to be here for a while because we're going to send it back Mm. to the studio to talk to a couple talking heads for 20 minutes while we get ready at like 1 a.m. to get back out on the ice. I just don't think it makes all that much sense overall. 
I will say, leave it to DRS. Opening game of the Stanley Cup Final, 4-3 in overtime. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. a way to, to open it up yeah. with a complaint. Yep. Uh, the radio audience is here on this Thursday morning. <laughs> Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright, side talking about the Colorado Avalanche taking game one. Look, this was a fun game one here. Uh, I had a, I, listen, we, 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 listen, we're hockey guys. I mean, that's the deal there. Yes. Vasilevsky over for saves goes over that mm-hmm. number. It was 32 and a half, yeah. closed 33 and a half, finished with 34. He didn't have a save in overtime because the, the first shot they were able to really make him have to defend there goes right in. Uh, the game goes over the six as well, and the Avs went over their team total of three and a half. So it was a nice day overall. Really, again, the only thing that messed up there was Kucherov not being able to get uh, you know three total shots on goal in the game. The updated series price does catch the attention there as it's minus 270 on Colorado. But Colorado is less of a favorite in game two than they were in game one. Right now, those game two lines are available. It's going to be Saturday. It's under minus 150 right now for the Avalanche there. So it looks like the early takeaway is going to be, oh, okay, this is going to be tight. I don't know. They they outshot Tampa Bay by 15 shots. Kyle, I know Vasilevsky's amazing, but you are asking a lot of this guy to have to make, you know, 35, 40 saves a game against this Colorado team. It's a big asking price. It is a big ass there. And, you know, pressure burst pipes here. The more pucks you get on that, as we like to say, the more chances you have to score goals. But I'm actually, you asked that price on the series itself, minus 270. Seems a little light to me here. Like, you have a favorite coming into this series. You win game one, so have game two on your home ice here. I thought that price might have been a little bit higher here, but it just shows the respect that the Tampa Bay Lightning get in the betting markets where they're used to winning Stanley Cups. They're used to coming back, which they've already done in this playoff rounds. And I think 270 seems a little bit light here, so maybe not that much juicier coming forward so far for the Colorado Avalanche. I I will say, people probably saying, oh, come on now, they're not going to go down 0-2. They did to the Rangers. Now, they still won that series. I don't think you want to go down 0-2 to the Avs, but mm-hmm. it's certainly reasonable that these first two go Colorado's direction. We'll see how that you know would impact these prices, no doubt. Quick break. When we come back, we're previewing the Major League Baseball board here on a Thursday. You're watching and listening to The Early Line on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are on fast track sports grid battle royal one of these days. Mm. And I know who the heavy betting favorite is right here. Now, heavy is the key word. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. I had to see if you take that. Where's the man in the robe? Mugs are dropping all over this world right now. Uh (laughs) If you check your phone, you're getting a phone call right now offering you a raise. Oh, wow. That's like when someone puts a hit out there. Listen, that might, man, Kevin, the heavy betting favorite Walsh is something to consider. That's something to consider. Heavy betting Walsh. That's a tremendous name. That's a heel right there. There you go. that's, That's a top talent. Uh, that's a top star is what that is. Let's uh-huh. talk baseball here. What do we got? Padres, Cubs. All right, we like the over. Let's do the next show. I mean, right? Yeah. It, hold on a minute now. Hold. Is that a 10 and a half with Musgrove on the mound? No. Uh-huh. You got to be kidding. Oh, yep. Hold on. Donnie, is, is there a wind tunnel going on in, in Wrigley? Like, what's the, what is the deal here? Break this down for the people. Yeah, you know when it gets starts to get hot, you know, back in the day, whether in your dorm room, you just break out the industrial fans and point them in one direction to cool off. Well, these industrial fans are getting pointed to dead center field repeatedly out in Wrigley. As we look at first pitch today, how about this? Afternoon game on a Thursday, 89 degrees with 17-mile-an-hour winds blowing out to dead center field again. So you look at that total and say, you're right, Musgrove is on the mound. I don't, maybe the Padres team total is listed at 9.5 today, which how much they've been hit over the Chicago Cubs, but that's why we brought it up today. Not so much a pitching matchup, but sometimes just with Wrigley, get the ball in the air. It will leave the yard. Maybe another one of those games today on deck. Man, but the thing, what is the Cubs team total against Musgrove? Four and a half. Hold on. Can you give me the specifics on that, though? Now, I know, obviously, look, you have to respect the weather. It's juicy at minus 128. I know that you're not typically – well, sometimes you'll, you know – Obviously, you know, there's a difference between kind of, you know, the, the, the major plays, uh, the, the team total-wise. Yep. But yep. Musgrove yep. against this Cubs lineup in a four-and-a-half year, that feels tempting, to be honest with you, towards the under. It does. And if you look at Joe Musgrove today, if we take a look at the card, not a lot of pitchers here, but if we take that 20 innings approach, he's number three on the card, Kevin. If we look at an XFIP minus of 80, a 150 ERA, a 316 XFIP, and also a 329 Sierra. He's been really good, but it's just the power of Wrigley. Like, you switch this game to San Diego, where it's 69 degrees with three-mile-an-hour winds in yeah. a pitcher's ballpark, that would be a steal to take that under. But in Wrigley, you could give up four hits in this game, and if three of those are in the air, they might be leaving the yard. A 1-5-0 ERA, second-best in baseball. Yeah. He has not had a single start with more than two earned runs. That's great. He's not had one bad start. He has gone at least six innings at every – he's given you a quality start every single time. That is just – I mean, that is Cy Young caliber stuff there from Joe Musgrove. Phillies Nationals, look, it's the Phillies' chance to keep this thing hot going on the road here. Minus 210. Zach Wheeler against Patrick Corbin. It is kind of tough, obviously, if you're the Nationals. You know, 
Look, you got a World Series out of it, so who cares? But Pat Corbin was kind of the last leg of a three-headed monster between Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. And instead, when you see Patrick Corbin's name on a slate, you go, all right, time to tee off. Is that what you're seeing here today between the Phillies and the Nats? Yeah, Corbin used to be a very, very good pitcher, but it sort of slipped in the previous years here. And also, if you remind yourselves, the Philadelphia Phillies went hard after to try to get Patrick Corbin, and he ended up choosing Washington because I believe they gave him an extra year on the contract. But his XFIP is high this year. Lefties and righties weighted on base percentage is quite high against him, Kevin. A 397 to lefties and a 354 to righties. Now, the Phillies' bats, you know, a little bit cold yesterday, but came up in a big way with a three-run blast to put them up, win the game on a walk-off fashion, 3-1 to one yesterday. But this lineup, does look pretty good against Patrick Corbin. It is a heavy price, though, to pay for a road team here. But again, this we're talking the Nationals. This is a bad baseball team. And if you take a look at a pitcher like Patrick Corbin, who might only give you five innings, six at best, it's still a bad bullpen behind it. The only worry that you have today is we do have some thunderstorms in the forecast. But if you do get through, it's 88 degrees in Washington. That ball should travel and fly, as we saw with the Atlanta Braves, you know, home run after home run after home run against this staff. And I think it might carry over. Maybe a Phillies team total might be the play here as opposed to taking that juicy side with the Phillies. Yeah, that can make sense, guys, that you would expect to do well today. Uh, I like when there's odd kind of uh, history between batter and pitcher there. Alec Bohm, 5 for 12 with Mm -hmm. two home runs, which is a 417 Mm -hmm. batting average uh, up against Patrick Corbin. And Reese Hoskins isn't bad either. Uh, 8 for 26, which is a 308 batting average, three doubles and two homers as well. So a couple of guys there if you're going to look to see if you can pick on Patrick Corbin. Keep this thing moving here. Rays, Yanks, we'll do it again. The Yanks have already won this series. Well, they're 16-2-2 in their first 20 series. They're going to look for the sweep, though, and they're a huge favorite to try and get that done there. Minus 275, Luis Severino has the ball. That is a monster price against the Tampa Bay Rays. Is that justified? I don't know if it's it's totally justified, but I guess if you're just looking to go against the Yankees, I mean, it's, you know, who wants to bet against the Yankees? It's always that Chiefs adage, like, hey, I'm going to take Mahomes under 300 yards passing today. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck mm-hmm. with beating the Yankees at this point. But I got to tell you, Beeks doesn't have a lot of innings under his belt, but his numbers are fairly good here in 2022. Left-handed batters at 228 weighted on base average against, and the righties at 273 ISO power numbers being manageable. But here's an interesting part, too. Some of those where you have to take a leap of faith to see if something is going to work out, because Beeks also also does have a lower exit, but if you look at the anticipated lineup for the Yankees today, just looking at ISO power numbers, which are steadily going higher because why? The Yankees are hitting for power. LeMahieu at 203, Judge at 254, Rizzo 233, Stanton 216, Donaldson 171, Torres 424, and Trevino expected to be in the nine hole today at 333. So seven out of the nine batters today with elevated ISO power numbers against left-handed pitchers. But again, this isn't just a junky left-handed pitcher this season. Beeks is having a very good season, but the Yankees do do match up and do hit lefties well, particularly for power here in 2022. So, but then let me ask you, let me just stick here for a second. Why do you think it's so high? Because if your numbers tell you that Beeks is is no, no type yeah. of kind of pick on trash can, right? Severino is obviously solid. He's not Garrett Cole. He's not Nestor Cortez, though, on, on, you know, kind of in terms of maybe what they've earned on a pricing year. Is this the book almost kind of, look, Hands up. They win every game they play. And this is what they're going to be when they're home. Unless they're going up against unbelievable talents. They've won 13 in a row here in this ballpark. And we're going to make people pay a really big tax to back the Yankees. Is that the read? 
I, I mean, I guess it would be because also when you're setting some of those lines where the market movement goes, right? You see yesterday, like McClanahan is on the mound versus the Yankees. They beat McClanahan. So now you're figuring today is like, well, we got to put this price mm -hmm. up way high where it's not like everybody is climbing on the Yankees at a minus yeah. 170 price. And now you see that shifting to 275. And quite frankly, it's hard to bet against the Yankees right now. If you're a bookmaker and you're setting out, you're going, hey, let's fade the Yankees at home. They're 46 and 16. This team, all they do is win versus a good pitcher versus a bad pitcher. They don't hit today, but they pitch today. Everything is coming up roses here for the Yankees and those prices now seeing that good old Yankee tax that we've seen, you know, for the past 20 years when they were really, really good baseball team and challenging for World Series. Looks like it's back. Yeah, it's back in a major way with, with a number like that. Not a lot of time left here before we turn it over to the NBA. Mm -hmm. Anything else you wanted to bring up from the baseball board? I know Otani has the ball late night against Seattle. Yeah, he does have the ball late night. He should be able to bet. It's not really about him bouncing back. It's about the offense for the Angels bouncing back. But that Milwaukee-New York Mets game is interesting because Ashby has had a very good season. Still has good numbers for the season, but got knocked around against the Washington Nationals of all teams. But also, from a Mets perspective, them looking to come back from getting knocked around yesterday. So an interesting one with McGill on the mound. Could be a bounce back for either direction. But you are getting a lot of respect here for Ashby. Only a, uh, what, plus 114 right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook. So Milwaukee Brewers here getting a lot of respect today against the New York Mets. Yeah, Brewers had a big day yesterday. Again, we talked about it a little mm -hmm. bit earlier. They put up double digits uh, on the board. Obviously, they were able to cross that finish line. Uh, Otani at only minus 118, I think, is going to have people's attention. It is on the road. And it's not like the Angels inspire a world of confidence. Just, you know, kind of saying here, obviously, there's going to be people who look to back Shohei. Uh, another spot just to mention on the board quickly as well. Gaussman gets the ball today up against Baltimore. It's an interesting spot as well. It's NBA Finals time. That's next right here on the Early Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NBA Finals are back in action tonight. Could very well be the last NBA game of the season. Uh, the Boston Celtics, uh, though, are trying to hold that off as a four-point favorite at home. 
The money line right now is minus 168. So far, no team in this series has won and failed to cover. In fact, so far in this series, every single game has been decided by double digits. Now, we have not thankfully heard they're all blowouts. They're all uninteresting. The games are close. It's just that they all seemingly have the ability to just go a little bit extra down the backstretch to make sure they keep their opponent at bay and we're not getting buzzer beater attempts. So, so far, if you think a team's going to win, you can lay those points confidently. The question, though, is are we laying the points tonight? The Celtics, again, a four-point favorite trying to keep this series alive. Do you think they will tonight, Donnie? I do think they will. FanDuel Sportsbook opened up this price point at a minus three as a favorite here for the Boston Celtics. And today, or actually, you know what? It just clicked over to three and a half as I was looking at that right now. So it goes from four to three and a half immediately. And I guess maybe because, hey, Donnie's about to put out a play that he really likes the Boston Celtics. Yeah, drop that line down. Let's get even more involvement going. But I do like the Boston Celtics tonight. If I think they're going to win like this series has shown us, then you just should take the side itself and not worry about the spread. Boston Celtics minus three and a half for me. I don't know if it's the fan in me or just saying, hey, I took the Celtics last two games. They got to win eventually right at this point. But I do think they're a good basketball team. They are at home. The pressure is on them to perform, and you still have that fail safe for the Golden State Warriors, Kevin. If they lose tonight, you go back home and play for Game 7 for a championship here. But I expect a big performance out of the Celtics from a side perspective. I'm going to go with Boston tonight. Look, there's a lot to be interested in, right, from the trend perspective as well. Mm -hmm. Let me offer you one that we haven't heard a lot, Donnie. Did you know that the Golden State Warriors have had a chance to close out every single one of their series in the first three rounds on the road and then lost that game and had to go back home to close it out? Mm -hmm. Against Denver, had the chance for the sweep, lost game four, closed it in Golden State. Against Memphis, had a chance to close it out in Memphis in Game 5. Loss. Close it out in Golden State. And then the same as Dallas as it was in the Denver series. Up 3-0. Lost in Dallas. And then had to close it out uh, ultimately in Golden State. They've not closed it out on the road. And another way to phrase it simply is they have not closed a series out at their first chance. They have not been able to nail it down right away. It's always had to go one extra game. Now, that's not to say that Golden State doesn't have a killer instinct. It's that closeout games are very difficult. You're almost always right going to get the opponent's best shot. That well, Listen, we can keep this alive here, right? And we saw that for the Denver Nuggets. We saw that for the Dallas Mavericks and the Memphis Grizzlies against Golden State. And this is a Celtics team. You know, I talk about an, a really odd, uh, bizarre trend. This will be potentially a third consecutive series that will go seven games. Happened against Milwaukee, happened versus Miami. And I think the Milwaukee series is impossible to ignore. 3-2, going on the road against the Bucs, and they forced that seventh game. They have had their backs against the wall plenty of times, the Boston Celtics. They will be as comfortable as you can, I think, right? With, you know, facing elimination. The Boston Celtics, to me, at home... As a three-and-a-half-point favorite, not that this should be, what, six, seven points. That'd be ridiculous. But they should be able to win and cover tonight, DRS. And really, everything we've seen throughout this postseason and this series 
tells me they will. Yeah, Boston to withstand pressure. We've seen it, as you said, quite frankly, in a few playoff series already for the Boston Celtics. But also, an interesting thing that you did bring up here for the Golden State Warriors, chances to close out a series at the first turn, not being able to get the job done. Typically, that's the sign of a team, Kevin, that's never really won before and don't understand how important it is to close mm -hmm. out. But this is a team with multiple championships under their belt. So it's kind of interesting to hear where they know how to close out series. They know how to win championships, but not doing it on the first try and yes we would all love to see a game seven but trust me when i say it the golden state warriors their players their office their fans aren't saying like you know it'd be really cool if we saw the game seven on sunday i'm going to the game i can't wait to cheer it on no you know it's even cooler closing out a series where your team is the national basketball association champions for 2022 i don't think it's going to take place or happen in this game but if there is an mo where the Golden State Warriors don't close teams out right away. And, oh, yes, mm -hmm. Boston, well, they, Kevin, they won 4-0 every series here. They haven't had any pressure yet, and now they finally have their backs up against the wall. No, they've had their backs up against the wall in some tough spots here and have prevailed. So at least you can lean on that. Both teams coming in healthy, presumably, for this game. And I think we're going to get a big performance by the Celtics. Now, I asked you this question yesterday, too. We saw where that four-point line was here for the Boston Celtics. Where is it going to end up? So I'm going to ask you that question again since we do have a line change here at the FanDuel Sportsbook to minus 3.5 and a minus 114 price. What line do we see at game time? Do we get down to three, or do we go back up to four or more, or even just stay put at this 3.5? It, it looks like we're bouncing around. I'm guessing we'll still bounce back to four. I, Me too. The one thing I think is, is it seems very clear this is the range we are going to operate in. I don't think it's going to get all the way down to three unless there was some surprising news. We're never going to touch five, but I don't even think we're really going to be touching yeah. four and a half. I think it would land four, which means if you're watching with us live right here, right now, that three and a half, if you like Boston, you grab it right now. I don't think you're going to see a better number than that on the Boston Celtics. What about this total, though, at 210? This series has taken a shift, I know for you, where you're lining up the under consistently. Games one and three went over. Games two, four, and five went under. And now what we have actually is those Boston Celtics have been held under 100 points twice in a row, three times in this series. Where on the total are you going? Full game under, a team total. How are you playing the total in game six? Yeah, three out of the last four games, we've had a team not get to the 100-point marker. 94 points for the Celtics in the previous game. Before that, 97. And then also in game two, the Warriors only had 88 points. So if we take a look overall at what makes some sense, I think another team tonight, Kevin, will be held under 100 points, which means I can't theoretically take that over 210. Now, if you're saying, okay, there might be a runaway scenario here where the Celtics get 119 points and the Golden State Warriors, you know, throw up their hands. But at the same time, how many points did it take them to do that here? I'm looking at one of these teams. I'm not going to – it'd be crazy if both of them, like you really nail this like 98-97 final. I don't think that's going to be the case. One of these teams will win this game and score over 100 points, but I think it's going to be a closer game. I do think the Celtics win, but also, if I'm saying that, it looks like the Golden State Warriors tonight are going to be that team that goes under 100 points. It, if, yeah, it, I guess, right, if you like under and you like Boston, that that's where it would have to come from, right? Otherwise, it's going to be such yeah. a low-scoring game here. Yep. I think the 210 is fascinating. It, we've not seen, I don't think, the series go under 210. 
There was a while where this series used to be priced above that. It looks like that's kind of where it's going to stay. I'm going to offer up a pretty specific total, but this is the one I'm most interested in. 51 and a half over third quarter points. Basically, now the worry obviously is in the same way that one team explodes, another team seems to evaporate here. But it does feel to me that when you watch this series and you watch these teams play, one of these teams is going to have a very, very big third quarter. Have it last game, 35-24 in the third quarter, Boston ultimately winning the quarter. How about game number four, 30-24, Golden State winning the quarter there. I know it sounds odd on its face. Game number three, 33-25, Golden State wins the quarter. Golden State scored 30-plus, I think, in four of the five third quarters so far. But I want to keep Boston in the mix, obviously. At 51-and-a-half, I want to get it now just in case this jumps up over the course of the game. If the first half's lower scoring, they might adjust it, 52-and-a-half, 53-and-a-half. 51 and a half in the third quarter DRS because what do I always talk about if I'm trying to bet an over, right? Multiple pathways to victory. In the same way you're saying you think a team's going to be held under 100 tonight, I think one of these teams scores 30-plus in the third quarter. I'm not sure which one. I'll take my chances 51 and a half for a third quarter over. Yeah, rested and ready coming out of the break, just like it's in the first quarter, but yet you have a half under your belt here, some adjustments to be made. So you would figure that the third quarter would be a higher scoring quarter. And also, quite frankly, who's going to do it? Because usually it's the Golden State Warriors coming out in the third quarter and blowing the doors off their team. But last game, it was the Boston Celtics. So we'll see how that ends up here because I know people were printing money there with the Golden State Warriors just saying, hey, I'm not even going to bet the game. Just give me them in the third quarter, minus one and a half, minus two, whatever that price would be. They should be able to win that easily. But you sort of give the nod to the home team here in all quarters basically because they are favorites in it overall and we're also looking for a game seven possibility if the Celtics do win but it is a good look by you in that instance because you figure the adjustments will be made the guys will be refreshed and ready and you're not really worried about all that much foul trouble early in the third quarter so good look there and look by the way there actually has been a team to score 30 plus in all of the third quarters so far uh, in this series I, and all of the games have gone over that marker, except for, here's an odd one, right? Game number two, 35-14, Boston won that. So you fell just short of it. Uh, if you wanted to go to Golden State team total at 25.5, they have obviously been able to do it in four of the five games, 30-plus. But 51.5, it captures it all. That is a 4-1 and one over record so far. That's the side. That's the total. Up next, it's player props. What are we doing with Steph tonight? Can I finally say Jason Tatum's going to score 35 and be correct? Mm. And what about the other guys? Game six, Clay, Jalen Brown might be due. A lot for us to dissect. You are watching and listening. The early line on Sports Grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Celtics Warriors game number six in Boston here. And the star of the show, whether they're in Boston or Golden State, it's the finals MVP favorite, minus 360 to win that award, Steph Curry. 28 and a half for his points. If you wanted to bet the rebounds for Steph, that's five and a half. Normal juice either direction. His assist number, which went over last game in a good way, is five and a half. Minus 128, though, towards that under. And the over for threes is four and a half for Steph Curry. Are you looking to back Steph tonight? And if so, which market has your attention? Yeah, I'm not looking to back Steph Curry tonight. And, you know, my previous performance with not backing Steph Curry, thinking he's going to have a bad performance or a fading-worthy performance, certainly went up in smoke in his last game in Boston with those 43-point effort. 28-and-a-half, which, again, if you round it up, he's basically going to need 30. Can he get there? Yes. But it's not. I don't think where that's the value overall is. Now, also, as we see the player threes market, you do expect a player bounce back in the you know caliber of Steph Curry. Didn't make any the previous game. When before that, he seemingly was making five, six, and seven a night. So I do think the market has adjusted here. Over four and a half at a minus 115 price does sound solid because regardless if you think Steph Curry is a bad night, an 0 for 9 is something of an anomaly here. If we're going to anticipate he's going to take mm-hmm. 10 three-point shots, he's going to be on the cusp of making five of those. But still, not a market for me for Steph Curry that I'm going to say because he's but still, when you think about it, Kevin, He's still going to make five three-point shots in a closeout game mm-hmm. six on the road in Boston. Yeah. It's not the easiest thing to do. And even as we say that, like he still went, oh, he didn't make a three-point shot at home in Golden State in San Francisco the, play, the previous game that we had. So Steph Curry on the market for me. Can he have a big night? Absolutely. But I don't think I'm going to be invested in the Steph Curry market tonight. Three-point shots made, assists, or even points here. I think it's understandable. What I was actually hoping is that they went Back to the five and a half threes under the guidelines mm-hmm. of, well, we all know he's due, and then wrap around another under. Wrap around another. Because you go through the Steph, you know, obviously, look, it's a small sample size, right, of how many times this guy this year. Obviously, there's no games where he missed a three. Games where he shot made yeah. two or less. It's not a consistent theme of, oh, well, he came back the next game and hit seven. In fact, I would say more often than not, he actually stayed cold for two games in a row, to be honest with you. But I don't have what it takes to go under four and a half threes for Steph Curry, kind of in a back-to-back situation like that. I'm very interested in his assists at five and a half. Do you want to pay for the four and a half at the juice is kind of the big question that I'm having right Mm. now. Here's why I'm interested, though. That eight assists last game is kind of was forced upon him. And he could have had a lot more if he stopped forcing shots like he did during the third quarter. He was missing open guys because he was trying to find his own rhythm. 
if they're going to close out so hard on Steph Curry, double team, double team, double team, the opportunity then for assists will be there all game long. Over four and a half minus 200. That's very expensive, though, to me on Steph Curry. But, you know, uh, that is the one Steph market that I was a little bit interested in. Obviously, though, over Steph assists in a loss, that does that correlate as well. What about the other star, Jason Tatum? His points prop for tonight, 27 and a half. When you look at his made three-point shots, that number checks in three and a half as well, but it's minus 130. Rebound, seven and a half. Assists, six and a half. Is tonight a Jason Tatum night for you when you go through the board? feels like every night could be a Jason Tatum night. And the one thing I do like here is if we take a look outside, Kevin, right, of that game one that we played, we saw. And again, the Celtics won that game on the road, only scored 12 points. But the thing I do like about taking guys with player props, like always being around in that market. So let's just say Tatum, you know, basically on average is around 27 and a half. Well, look at game two, 28 points. Game three, 26 points. Following game, 23 points. Last game out, 27 points. It's one of those where you know usage rate is always going to be there. Look at the last three games for Jason Tatum here in the NBA Finals. 20 field goal attempts, 23 field goal attempts, and 23 field goal attempts. He knows to close out game six situation on your home court. So if you lose, you go home, there's no chance you come back. I doubt in my mind that Jason Tatum's going to be like, okay, remember game one when I only took 17 shots and I really wanted to play the assist part? He's not going to do that in game six. So outside of Steph Curry, who I do believe has the ability to get his points total, obviously, and score 30 points. But if you're asking about my confidence meter today, who is the one that's going to go off tonight and save his team for either a championship win or a championship saving win here for Jason Tatum and forcing a game seven? It's going to be the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum here. So I look at that price point, and if it's 27 and a half at a minus 122, maybe on the move for even a higher number, I think a big performance is in hand here for Tatum. And also, if we look at that three-point market here, He's heating up. He's heating up. And so many times mm-hmm. during the regular season, oh, there's Tatum in that one for seven performance. He's a three and a half at minus 130, which should tell you something. But look at the NBA finals here. Again, outside of that anomaly in game one, six made threes, three made threes, four made threes, five made threes. And I know the assumption you're going to bring up also is he's a better shooter from three-point range than he is making layups at the rim, which is incredible. <laughs> it, it, which has been very odd. It's the reason why he's not crossed 30-plus yet. As I've said many times, Jason Tatum, first three series, had 30-plus points in multiple games in every one of those series. He has not been able to get there yet here. Now, he's had, you know, 28, 26, 27. He's had, you know, he's been close. But Jason Tatum has not had an explosion game. But, as Donnie's mentioned, three of the five, he has gone over three and a half made threes. Donnie, if I'm betting over 27 and a half points, if I'm betting 35-plus points for Jason Tatum, I'm probably going to get four made three-point shots. And he's shown, yes. though, that he can do, that he can make four threes without monster nights. And here's another big thing, right, when we talk X's and O's. Where Tatum found his groove in that third quarter was basically using his size to shoot over the defense. And obviously it worked in droves. I think he is going to be encouraged. I think you're going to see Jason Tatum encouraged to fire. And here's the other thing, as I alluded to, that I was going to be interested in a first-quarter points prop. Donnie, six and a half Mm. Jason Tatum, narrative applies. He did not shoot the basketball in the first quarter last game until there were two minutes on the clock. I need him to shoot the first shot, the second shot, the third shot, and the fourth shot tonight for the Boston Celtics. I think six and a half for Tatum in that first quarter is fantastic.
Yes, it is. It, it is a pretty good look there because you're right. You're getting off on the right foot in this game. And, you know, Jason Tatum, again, isn't coming out saying, hey, remember what worked well in game one? Hey, guys, why don't you all get open? I'll try to find you the basketball. No. When you're the superstar of a team and you're saying, I'm looking to stave off elimination, I'm going to get heated up. This has one of those first quarters, which regardless of a couple other players we'll talk about. But would it surprise you in the first quarter? Jason Tatum 0 for 2 with 1 point, 1 for 2 from the free throw line, or Jason Tatum 11 points, including two made three-pointers, and really asserting himself. That's what it feels like to me. And sometimes when you look at that total, which is 6.5, which seems like a lot, first two possessions, three ball goes down for Tatum. You're in business right off the bat. It's almost like Mm -hmm. I need that bucket to happen in the first two minutes of the game for Tatum, and I'm feeling great about that number. But I agree with you. Tatum, big first quarter. As much as some other guys I do think are in a big first quarters, but why not Jason Tatum? The usage rate is going to be there. He's not going to be, you know, assisting players getting their points. He's going to be taking his own points. Yeah, for sure. By the way, I was was like, I wonder what his first basket is. He's plus 550. Jalen Brown's plus 370. There, so that means what? Jalen Brown scored the first basket. He's, he must have scored it multiple times in this series, which is an interesting thing. Speaking of Jalen Brown, okay? Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. We talk about, you know, options two and option three for the Boston Celtics tonight. The expectation is that these guys are going to have to step up in some way. Jalen Brown tonight, you know, 24 and a half points. Marcus Smart's been actually getting people to the window consistently now. His number's 15 and a half. As far as the other Celtics go, where is your attention tonight? I got to tell you, like you hit the nail on the head right off the bat, Marcus Smart. Like Jalen Brown, I understand. You know, Batman and Robin, he's going to play a good game tonight, 23 and a half. But I'm more confident in Marcus Smart here. Look at the last three games, Kevin. 24 points, 18 points, and 20 points. But more importantly here, sometimes you think about Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year. What is that usual connotation? Well, I'm the point guard. I play really good defense. I pass the ball to Tatum and Brown, and I get out of the way. Not the case here. Look at those last three games. We had the 24, 18, and 20. Shot attempts here, Kevin. 17. 18 and 15 in those games. The three-point shot attempts, six, nine, and seven. And more importantly, the previous three games, three made threes, three made threes, and three made threes. So from a points perspective here, if I'm looking at Marcus Smart's 15 and a half, you know in order to get those 16 points, he's going to be knocking down mm-hmm. three-point shots. And if we look at his total here up today on the FanDuel Sportsbook, it's two and a half, and it's actually a little bit lower than it was yesterday at a minus 108. But even in the previous game, we had that number as high as a plus 120. I think a big night for Marcus Smart could be entailed here, but I do think it includes making shots from the three-point line. Look, to me, I'm kind of similar notion, different guy. Jalen Brown, two and a half threes at minus 128, should be able to come in tonight. 0 for 5 last game, back home, I think makes a difference for Jalen Brown. And if he's going to do it, I think it's going to come from beyond the arc there. Last time that he had a really bad offensive performance, right, game two, 5 of 17, bounced back in game three in Boston, 9 of 16, 4 for 8 from 3, 27 points. I'm not saying he's going to get all the way up there, but I think he hits his threes tonight at two and a half. What about other guys, Golden State, game six, Clay, Draymond? Started to find the juice last Mm. game. Flew over his points prop for those that were willing to get to the window (laughs) on Draymond Green. I love that his number tonight is 7.5 plus 106. After cashing over, I love that from fans. Like, what is going to happen? Twice in a row this guy scores eight points? Not in this century. What about other Golden State guys for game six? 
Yeah, it's interesting with Draymond because also you take a look at the rebounds prop here. Seven in the last game, which uh, questionable seven in the last game, and nine the previous game before that. But how about even the assist market here for Draymond Green? Back-to-back games, six assists and also eight assists. And his market here, as I look it up, six and a half at a plus 118 price. But also the one that we always stumble on, which I'm not going to take, and you shouldn't either. But he did shoot three straight games, two three-point shots, 0 for 2, 0 for 2, 0 for 2. If we can count on two more three-point shots out of Draymond Green tonight to make one of those a plus 200 at the FanDuel Sportsbook and making that one in Boston where he could shush the crowd. But it's been one, two, three, four, five games since he's made a three-point shot. But it's not as if, Kevin, he's passing the ball off saying, I have a wide open look. I'm not going to take it. He's taking multiple three-point shots a game. Does one go down today where you say tonight is the night at a plus 200 price for Draymond on the road? Again, I can't bet that because I just don't have confidence. But he will shoot multiple three-point shots tonight. He will. Will he make them, obviously? So far, the answer has been no. His points, rebounds, and assist number, by the way, is 21 and a half. Do you know how many times he's gone over that? Zero. He's landed at 21 twice, to be fair. So there's probably been games where the number was under that and maybe you were able to get it over. But Draymond's not been working out uh, for people. Here's the thing with Clay. I know it's game six Clay. I know he's, he got there last game. It'd be a fourth good game in a row for Clay Thompson. Mm. I just don't think that's what he has in his locker. I don't. But I don't know if I could. I think it'd be a little foolish of me to try to go under on some Clay Thompson numbers. So I'm trying to be cautious there. Quickly, was there anybody else we didn't mention that you wanted to? What about Finals MVP Andrew Wiggins? Anybody else you wanted to bring up here before we hit the break? Yeah, maybe a little, a little buy-in here on uh, Al Horford as a chance to sort of steal that. But also, Clay Thompson, we talked about a little bit earlier, five and a half at a plus one ten price here, first quarter points. I'm telling you right now, I think Clay drops two dimes there in the first quarter from three point oh. range to get that. I like that look for Clay Thompson tonight. I think he can get over the ten points per quarter. Might be a little bit tough, but the five and a half in the first quarter, ooh, DRS likes it. Wiggins, one and a half threes, 0 for 6 last game, but had three in the first four, which is not a bad look. A little expensive at minus 128, but basically if I'm going to get six, seven threes from Andrew Wiggins, I'll take my chance. I can get two of those. Maybe he'll steal finals MVP. Hopefully we're breaking down a game seven. Listen up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, last segment of the day right here on the early line for Thursday. And as always here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159, we carry the torch here from 7 to 9 a.m. before handing it over to the morning after getting your Sports Grid day started correctly. Now, we just broke down a lot of information for you guys on NBA Finals Game 6. The U.S. Open is underway. Come on, John Ron, minus one here. Need him to beat Colin Morikawa in my three ball so I'll cheer that on as well. But something I like to look at here, tradition is what I love in college football. And I'm going to take a look at this Army-Navy game tradition. Listen up. I say, Donnie, what kind of topic is this? Come on, we're in June here. We're outside of football season. A lot of things are going on. But when I see tradition that I love, I need to talk about it. And quite frankly, the Army-Navy game. They list five locations of dates announced for upcoming editions of the rivalry. So my first thought here was, oh, come on, guys. You're ruining one of the greatest things in sports. Where are you going? Ireland, South Florida, Texas. You're going to move it around and say the rest of the country, the world needs to see this game. But they didn't do that here. Do you know what they actually did? Look at some of the things that are coming about here in the Army-Navy game over the next few seasons here. And as I said, granted, I thought they were going to ruin this. But you have... The Gillette Stadium will host a historic game on December 9, 2023 to commemorate the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. Fantastic stuff. Then the game goes to Washington for the 125th game here. You're right, Washington. Now, they actually only had one game in Washington over the previous, what, 100 or so intervals here of the Army-Navy game. But that's cool. Headed back to Washington. And then how about this one here? Going to play in Baltimore to play near Fort McHenry, where Francis Scott Key wrote the national anthem for 2025. Then going to New York City at MetLife Stadium to play the 25th anniversary of 9-11 there on December 12th, 2026. And then the game returns to its birthplace here, the city of Philadelphia for the 91st time. When I think sometimes we're going to ruin tradition, the Army-Navy game tells me no, Donnie. We're going to up the ante, and I absolutely love it. Fantastic stuff. You know what else is fantastic? Stay tuned here for the morning after right here on the Sports Grid Network. For Kevin and Donnie, we'll see you right early tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.